starting candid how, how how are you i'm good i'm good it's it's lent it is lent uh, auspicious day to start this. an auspicious day to start i mean yeah. full disclosure we did record a pod and it was horrible right sound quality wise yeah baby and vocal quality wise vocal quality oh, I and don't my know. personality was also bad i would say <laughs> Your personality my entire person- yeah i was just very um yeah very silly. I was I was goofy. I was oh. my, yeah, I was gone. Yeah, Goof, goofy mode. That was my <laughs> goofy mode. We can't have a goofy podcast. No, not this is serious. This is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well. At least it you know you, you got to moderate the goofiness. Yeah, it yeah. needs to be like a treat. It does need to be a treat. Sure. So. Well, I didn't hear it, so I think it was probably perfect. But here we are. Here we are trying again <laughs> on Ash Wednesday, which. I have never celebrated. Really? Is that not a Lutheran thing? No. Okay. I mean, I don't think so. I don't want to speak for all Lutherans um, in general or yeah. on, on this matter, but I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever? I have, yeah. I used to, used to do it all the time. But yeah. not today. Not today. I was going to, um, but I literally had too much work to do, which mm. is, you know, that's terrible, but here we are. For Lent, you should give up. Work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you wanted to start by talking about Lenten promises. I think oh, that was, yes, that was our, and I actually don't know what yours is, but I'll. I'll, I'll start with, with mine, please. Uh, which is to meditate every day, um, which is something I've been meaning to do since I was probably 16, um, and um, I'm, I'm 34 now, and I'm, <laughs> I'm 27. And, same, uh, same difference. Yeah, same thing. It's really the same. And I, uh, you know, I, I really want to make a practice of it, which is something I, I've meditated often throughout that period, but I've never had what I would properly call it practice and I think that that is the really an important difference so so what fine. would a practice entail I think just doing it intentionally mm-hmm. um, every day rather than as like a an afterthought or like a rather than using it as an escape for oh I'm feeling stressed I better do this uh, setting it up as something that you do or that I do as just part of my day with intention I think that uh, there's there's a qualitative difference in the experience mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Do you think it will aid in your? I don't know. I guess I was thinking about. I I, I wasn't being a great listener. I'll be honest, because I was I was doing that thing where I was trying to think about how I was going to respond. Oh, um, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I did hear what you said though, and I okay. will respond to it. That's fine. But. Yeah. I was thinking about, like, wait, isn't Lent supposed to be about, like, giving something up? And I was thinking, like, could I, could my, like, Lenten vow just be to, like, take my vitamins every day, which is something I'm very bad at? But I think, no, that's not, like, intentional enough, the way that this meditation practice sounds. Yeah, I guess, yeah, your Lenten promise is terrible. No, um, (laughs) it's, I think the, I guess it depends on the spirit in which you would, you, you, would do that because um, the 
giving something up doesn't have to be the entire aim of it, I think. It's mm-hmm. just that it, I think the whatever it is, whatever object you've you know either given up or taken on should be some sort of reminder, um, some sort of like token of, 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 of closeness to, to um, Jesus. And so that is the, you know, I think that's the spirit in, in which, you know, one, one ought to do it. And so I, I guess it could be that if you, if you thought, you know, if you thought of, of God as you took your vitamins, um, mm. you know, as part of like a self-care thing. But, yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to get started on self-care. self-care yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, it's for that's another, a, that's another, for another episode. Um, but I think that's good to meditate every day with intention. Um, yeah, that's nice. That's a nice. I mean, you have been. I right? have been. Yeah. I, well, kind of, I have sort of not been doing a great job this past week just cause I've been having a hard time focusing, but I mean, I still, I still have been, I guess. Um, I, I will say that the type of meditation I've been doing, I know it's like helpful, but it kind of feels like a treat, you know? So mm-hmm. this is a podcast about treats, actually. Yeah. If you as a treat, you can meditate as a treat. Right. Um, and there's just something that feels so indulgent about, like, oh, I'm sitting outside and I'm listening to the birds and I'm not, you know, working on my documents or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think... Maybe I'm just being too hard on myself, though. I think it is good to meditate. I think it is, too, yeah. I think um, the one, the thought that I had about it is my, um, here's, like, the series of, of like, thought processes that I've gone through. Um, I think being very anxious and afraid (laughs) or just feeling uh, not at ease um, makes people more selfish. Um, Because you're just worried about yourself more. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, by calming that in yourself and uh, just like being able to, you know, quell those feelings of sort of self-obsessive anxiety, you're able to um, just be more present for others in a more meaningful way. And I think that that is the good of it that comes out of it, even if it does feel somewhat indulgent in in the moment. Yeah. Oh, I like that. And I think that's, that's right. Um, I know that I like have a a tendency to like I don't want to say terrorize because that is like way too way too dramatic, but I do feel like I I can terrorize people with my my self obsessed anxiety, being like, but what about this? But what about this? So sure, yeah, I terrorize myself with that. So yeah. that's no good <laughs> for anybody. Yeah. No, that's no good. Um, okay, but thinking about meditation. Um, Wait, well, we should introduce the topic of right. today's episode. Which is close to meditation, but yeah. as we're going to argue, something a little different. Uh, or, or are we? Or are we? Yeah, that, who knows? <laughs> Listen to uh, find out. Like, no. yeah, that's, uh, prayer. That will be the, the topic for today. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it is and what it means. And Is right. it good? And, and is it good? Just um, blanket. Is it yeah, good? Is it good? Um, should you do it? <laughs> Um, yeah, so do we want to start by, I think last we talked about this, you had an interesting thought, uh, distinguishing prayer from meditation. 
Yeah, so like I said just now, meditation feels kind of like indulgent. Um, and I've been trying to think about this because I have not been praying at all. I used to pray a lot, like when I was a teen and stuff, and we can get into that more maybe, but lately not so much. And something that I've been thinking about with prayer versus meditation is that meditation does feel very indulgent and prayer does not. And I don't know if it's because it's like harder for me to pray or if it's because I like don't have like a routine for it. So it feels like kind of difficult and like pulling teeth. Um, but I also think that it's a matter of authority, sort of like abstract authority in meditation or even like no authority in meditation versus like when I pray, I'm like thinking of, you know, capital G God. And this feels like weighing down on me in a way. Yes. So that, I'm glad that you pointed to that because I think in my own reflection on, on prayer and meditation, I think that has been one of the biggest distinctions for me as well and sort of it's cleaved in the opposite direction um, because I I also I used to pray and meditate all the time when I was in high school and I uh, found that prayer I guess as as my my faith in any sort of anthropomorphized God waned and then and then uh, uh, went away entirely I thought that aspect of prayer was what was the most frustrating about it is that I didn't feel that there was that authority mm -hmm. anymore to talk like I wasn't talking to anybody or so it felt and meditation at least because it I agree it lacks that sort of um, uh, you know personalized person like there's not somebody to whom you're mm -hmm. oriented uh, that stayed around because it felt all right like I am still doing what I purport to be doing here um, but that's not to say that I haven't now come back around to feeling like there is actually um, a good purpose to prayer, mm -hmm. even if it is still distinct from meditation, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, first of all, this pops in, this like brings to mind this sign that I keep seeing on the highway, um, like when I, I've been going camping uh, lately, and on the way to like joshua tree or wherever there are always signs on the highway that says like uh oh now i'm not going to be able to remember the, the verse but it's like some some verse and then it just says prayer changes things and this to me is very provocative <laughs> because does it question mark and also this this sort of feels like the purpose of the sign kind of feels like it's telling me like and therefore like you're like obligated to do it mm -hmm. in a way um, and I think this is what I find kind of like stressful ab about prayer is that I, I'm curious to hear what you say about how you deal with the authority aspect of it, mm -hmm. because to me, this is very anxiety inducing. Right. You know? Yeah, I, I, I can see that. And I think that is um, the prayer changes things is sort of like a there is like an unspoken authority that that's an appeal to like you know oh we think that you should do this as an authority like we, our, our group purports to have some authority over you or you ought to be asking from from god who is that authority to to be changing things and i think my the view that i've come to on this is that that is sort of a 
not, I don't want to say damaging, but a misguided or potentially harmful way of conceiving mm-hmm. of it. Um, I think that there's a sort of, uh, that, that sort of like authority relationship is, is very well embedded in people's minds. And so it feels natural um, when praying for things to want to feel like you're asking for something. Um, and even people who are not Christian still do this when they want the universe to deliver them something or, um, you know, are, are hoping that the universe is, is going to do something for them. It, it kind of functions in the same way where there's this kind of like authoritative figure from whom they are petitioning something. Yeah. Um, and so I think I, the way that I've landed on this is this, as, um, I guess, as a petitionary prayer skeptic, but not a prayer skeptic um, in its practice. But that seems like a good segue to the, to the next item on the docket, if I remember it right. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, the, the nature of petitionary prayer, which is a fancy philosopher word. Um, for prayer that is asking for shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and in preparation to talk about this, we read the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy page for petitionary prayer, which I think is quite good because it takes God very seriously in a way. It I does. very charming. And yeah, it's very, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, they do take God very seriously. I think that there's like a certain brand of, of analytic philosophers who are, despite being analytic philosophers, which is like, to my, to my mind, like, sort of aesthetically the most atheist thing you can be are, like, still ardent Christian apologists. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, uh, God, like, Alvin Plantinga comes to mind. I can't think of, of any others off the top of my head, but I know that there's, there's a sort of minor cadre of these guys. Um, but, they, but they do write like that. They write, you know, very seriously. Like, let us, let, let's take the concept of God and, and what that entails quite seriously. Um, yeah. Which is... I, I, you know, even though I find all that kind of, or I'm skeptical of that, a lot of times I do find it refreshing in a way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they talk about a lot in this entry um, and sort of like break it down on a very basic level. I don't have notes on all of it, but I, uh, for example, this is very obvious, but there is a passage that says, sometimes people pray for themselves and sometimes they pray for others. Let's call the first kind of prayer self-directed and let's call the second kind of prayer other-directed. And I don't know, I found this useful, even though it is very obvious because we'll, we'll get into like what petitionary prayer is, but I think the, the anxiety, not to keep returning to it, is like, oh no, I have to think about what I'm going to pray for. And if I'm, like, praying for something for myself, that feels very, like, selfish. And so I think that's also why meditation feels a little more indulgent, because I'm, like, not even faced with this question of, like, oh, am I self-obsessed? As you said, you can just kind of, like, let go of it. Um, and of course, I guess the solution is I could just pray for other people, but I mean, no, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the solution. Yeah, so... Whether I guess whether prayer is, is other or self focused, there is the sort of like I think there's there's a sort there's there's two directions that this discussion or that this uh, thought can go, and the first is in the like for the pray the uh, the the prayer so to speak, mm-hmm. the person who's doing the praying. Um, you, you know, there's a question of their practice and their intention and and what is going on for them when they do it, and then there's the secondary question about the prayer itself 
um, like the, 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 the request or the, the communication or whatever you want to call it, um, and what that is purporting to do. So I think we've arrived at a good place. We'll, we'll circle back. We'll come back around to the question of perhaps what it's doing for the person who is praying, but maybe it's time to, to think about what, what the prayer itself is and like what, what that object is, is supposed to do. Like when you're, when you're asking for something, what are, what are you doing? So is the question like what? Like, well, this is where the like Aquinas stuff comes in. Oh, okay. It's okay. like when you're, when you say, you know, when you pray to God, like I, I, I pray that, you know, there, there's world peace or I pray that there's, you know, um, that my like friend has a, a you know, successful operation or something like that. Like you're, you're making a request. So in some sense, I think, mm -hmm. um, and that's a difficult concept. Like the Sanford encyclopedia kind of does a lot of, uh, there's a lot written about like what, what that could mean given what we think the nature of God might be as mm -hmm. some sort of, you know, omniscient, omnipotent being like, does he, he already have a plan to make your friend have a successful operation? And what could your prayer do to change that? Yeah. Well, yeah, so I guess the question is, does prayer change things? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that is the question. Um, yeah. And a lot of debate around this topic, you know. Uh, I When I was taking notes for this, there were three responses. I didn't take notes on the first two, so I, I don't know what they were. Um, you could go read it, I guess, if you were so inclined. But the reason I didn't take notes on the first two is because I just thought the third was so compelling. Um, so the passage. Finally, a third response would involve claiming that in cases of apparently effective prayer, God is not really responding to the prayer, but instead bringing about events as part of a providential plan, a plan that includes both the prayer and the apparent answer to it. Such a position is suggested by the following remark from St. Thomas Aquinas, quote, we pray not in order to change the divine disposition, but for the sake of acquiring by petitionary prayer what God has disposed to be achieved by prayer. Given, oh, end quote. Given the way that we have characterized effective prayer above, this approach seems to deny that petitionary prayers are effective, so it would not solve the problem at hand. I don't remember what the problem at hand was. Was whether well, it was whether prayer actually changes things. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah and it so was. yeah, the Aquinas view is it's a very clever like philosopher move, mm -hmm. which is to say, um, you know, it's it's kind of like a in well I'll explain this complicated concept by alluding to another complicated concept, which is compatibilism in, in mm -hmm. the question of free will, which is whether you believe in God or you're just some sort of like um, physicalist, determinist, if you're a compatibilist about free will, you think that whatever free will is, is contained within the determined universe. So in some sense, um, the way that I think of it is, you know, even if all of my actions are determined in the future, I'm still the one making those decisions at each juncture. So yes, my my decisions are sort of preordained in some sense, but I am also the one at each moment mm -hmm. uh, throughout that timeline making the decision. And so whatever it is that I think of as free will is in some way being expressed there. And I think this Aquinas view is kind of like that, in that whatever was going to happen was already going to happen, but your having prayed for it was also already going to happen and was part of that series of events um, so 
if you know at the beginning of time you know it was already decided whether in whether your friend would have a successful operation but uh you're having prayed for that is also already part of it and it is part of the thing the set of causes for instance that are determining that outcome um i think that's that's right if i remember it yeah so in that case prayer maybe does change things but it doesn't change god's mind right that's right um crucially it changes the prayer Mm -hmm. the one praying the the praying subject maybe yeah um and it makes them i don't know believe in believe in god or grow in faith or something right well not if you're a determinist because that was also already going to be determined (laughs) yeah but but um but i think that's an important observation anyway because um i think if you are as like i i tend to be very skeptical of of petitionary prayer as like an actual like causal force i think um when i say i tend to be skeptical i just mean i don't think that that, it works that way Mm -hmm. um but I do think that the second thing that you said, that it changes the, the person who's, the, the praying subject, um, very, I like that, very, very literary. Um, I think that that is the benefit of the situation. I th- or, but the benefit of the practice is the effects on the person who is doing the praying. Yeah, yeah. Um, that brings me to two thoughts. One is another literary thought. And I'm going to butcher it because I can't remember the theorist who writes about uh, performative utterances. Are you oh. aware? Is it Sedgwick or is it Butler? Oh, <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. Dang. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. God, I'll... I mean, there's like a whole like, OK, well, keep describing it. Well, so basically a, a performative utterance is um, like... I promise. Or, oh, yeah. And so... Yeah, this is like, this is a full... Isn't this like an Oxford Ordinary Language philosophy thing? Damn, is it? I don't know. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I yeah. learned about it through literary theory, okay. so I'm not really sure. Um, I read about it in my prelims, but I'll just explain how I know it, I guess, which is that... I get Yeah, I guess it's not literary at all, whatever, but, uh, you know, I promise. In saying I promise, I am, like, creating the mm-hmm. promise and so i think the way i'm imagining prayer if we're thinking about it this way is that in saying like dear god i pray for xyz then i am like initiating mm, an intention of some kind maybe? an intention of some kind yeah or or some like yeah i'm like catalyzing some type of change which is kind of what this book that I've been reading that I don't really like called The Energy of Prayer (laughs) talks about. I wasn't going to talk about it, but um, because I don't think it's very good, but it's all about like sincerity. And I feel like that's also tied in though. Sincerity isn't this like being sincere isn't the same as just like a a performative utterance. I don't know. I feel like I'm getting a little off track. No, but I see what you're saying. I think that it's the case that, like, as as we sort of, like, winnow down the the sorts of things that prayer can and can't be, like, I think that the, um, 
the performative utterance route is actually very god now I wish I could remember who, who it is an Oxford ordinary language philosophy thing and I'm really mad that I don't I'm remember I'm just gonna who it google is. it yeah you should google it but um, like the uh, is it Austin is it jail Austin um, no oh, I'm gonna be so wrong the the good of the prayer for this praying subject is in the fact that they are making that utterance mm-hmm. and that that sort of like codifies in some sense an intention that you have for the world much of the same way that a promise might Mm -hmm. and i think that intention is really valuable i think that that sort of reframes your mode of thinking about a situation in a way that just sort of open pondering might not yeah um for the listeners and for yourself it is jail austin <laughs> and i get it i and did it. also it is jail to my credit also eve sedgwick and judith butler so we were there it is we were all very rare we're all yeah <laughs> somehow we were <laughs> we both right. right yeah, yeah. Um, that's really nice but well so the the context in which i've been praying because again this is a so i like as i've said i'm like a you know a skeptic about uh petitionary prayer taken literally but a context that I find found it to be really um, some meaningful, mm-hmm. and I'll say broadly meaningful, because I don't want to say it's just meaningful for me, even if it may turn out to be that way, but um, is in situations where I can't do anything but that. Mm-hmm. So I think about, I mean, right now there's a hideous war going on in Ukraine. Um, I think about, you know, situations like just the... the global poverty and um, homelessness in my city and when I see situations that spark in me a sense of helplessness um, I find it's more there, there's a, a path of anxiety that opens up in front of me and a path of uh, sort of intended goodwill and that path of intended goodwill is the uh, sort of comes together in the form of a prayer I find it really helpful to to say a prayer um, in cases where I can do nothing but do that or just be sad and anxious mm-hmm. and, you know, sort of flail about mentally. Yeah, I think that's really nice and wonderful. And I guess, like, my first instinct is to um, think about, like, I don't know training in Christianity I've had that in like and maybe this is just like wrong but in cases like this or like when there are like unknown things that you can't control you're supposed to like pray that God's will be done and I find this like unsettling because that seems kind of like anyway I don't know but but that's not what you're talking about I'm assuming or I'm assuming you're not like you know thinking about the war and you're like well let God's will be like that seems no. kind of like wrong. No, certainly know? not. Yeah, um, and not... I'm not trying to imply that you would ever do that. Yeah, yeah. That's obviously, I don't know. Sorry, that was like a weird. No, but I think but... no, but that it's a good. I think it's a it's a case where it's clear where the way that I've been trying to use prayer is distinguished from a classic petitionary prayer situation, mm-hmm. because when you do want God's when you ask for God's will to be done, you're kind of asking something redundant. 
Um, but you are still asking for something, which is like, hey, God, do what you're going to do anyway. Um, <laughs> and I'll support it. <laughs> and I'll support it. I'm just telling you, hey, I'm, I'm out here supporting yeah. it. And like, I don't want to do that. I want to, I don't know, direct intention in some, mm-hmm. in some way that I don't want to say is like, this is the, the juncture that I'm at. It's like, it doesn't feel... Um, coldly atheist in some sort of like I'm just doing it because it's all I can do and it feels like a nice mental practice kind of way Mm -hmm. I want it to it feels like I want it to be more than just that but I also am very cognizant of my like rejection of of a sort of like paternalistic authority that you're petitioning Um, and I think that's the well anyway that's that's the juncture that I'm at but what I have found that I've been doing is I have been saying I, I don't because I'm not doing petitionary prayers I don't say you know God please make wars end I just say the prayers that I learned in you know being a Catholic child like mm-hmm. our father and stuff and it is just that sort of saying that you know rhythmic set of words that have this mm-hmm. kind of divine intent are are I think what I use to sort of codify my intention in some way so i think that's really interesting so do you think that that is more of a meditation then than a a prayer yeah i think if it because it is abstracted from like right the... i think it could be but what i want to say is different about it is that it's it's other oriented so earlier we were talking about how meditation tends not to be. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference here is I'm not trying to sort of cal- calm myself. I really do in some way intend another, um, other people mm-hmm. in this case. Um, and like, I, I think I, you know, I, I try to think well for, uh, for them or of them. And I think that that is kind of the, mm-hmm. the difference. Um, but again, it is hard to, it's hard to make that distinction without um, you know, having like a, a divine guy who's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And I'm thinking that like something I have a hard time with in thinking about praying is I feel like I'm constantly like torn between like a desire to like ask for like specific things in petitionary prayer or like, you know, God, please like help this war I don't know please end the war whatever and then also feeling like I don't like know anything and like can't really be the one to like make that call not in the case of the war but like you know and other things like who am I to say what God's will is so like you know torn between the desire to like control things and let go but I think that this way of yeah using like a familiar prayer to like direct your energy without necessarily like asking for anything specific or like appealing to authority yeah seems like a a nice technique right it is i mean well it feels nice um (laughs) you know i guess the fear is that it it does end up just being some sort of like self-serving self-soothing kind of thing um sure but i guess you can't really know no you can't know so you might as well yeah yeah well and this we were talking (laughs) I, I still do want to talk about the Jesus prayer, but yeah. we, we had been talking too about um, sort of like this this question of uh, like 
increasing faith where like maybe if I believed in God more then I would feel like more comforted mm-hmm. by prayer um and this is the cl- a classic <laughs> issue like how do you navigate that you know yeah. and I don't really have an answer obviously no me neither for sure but I think that that's yeah I mean that's kind of the thing that I'm trying to negotiate right now is just like trying to like make meaning out of out of practice um, without having any sort of <laughs> metaphysical commitments. I just got a Google notification reminding me that it's Lent and to, and to meditate every day. So okay. I did know what day it was. I don't know why I told you the fifth. Mm, it's because you needed a few more days I needed of hedonism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I'm curious what you're... So I feel like the Jesus prayer is like a good... Oh, yeah. Is the next thing on the docket, and I that's know, a I good... Keep keep gesturing to it but the jesus prayer um i first heard about as many people did when reading jd salinger's classic novel franny and zooey (laughs) which i was going to bring with me to read from but i read it when i was like a teen and it's just marked up with like the most atrocious marginalia that's like oh my god this is so deep and like stuff like that you should have read it out Mm -mm. i think that would have been really good (laughs) patreon exclusive no just kidding Um, no, that's I'm gonna burn it. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it's like along sparkly gel pen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, along with your voice memos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Jesus prayer. So, uh, in Franny and Zooey, the first main character, Franny, she just like obsessively says this prayer under her breath, which is Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner, and. So I have looked this up and something I found very interesting about this Jesus prayer is that it is supposed to like enact like a cosmic change in your soul. Maybe cosmic isn't the right word, but it's supposed to like bring about a prayer of the mind and then the prayer of the heart. Um, And the prayer of the heart is also called the unceasing prayer, which sounds very Um, Nirvana-like. And it's when you're just like in a constant state of prayer. And there's a section on the Wikipedia called Levels of Prayer, which I kind of like. You, un- you like, unlock it like a video game. Um, so first is the oral <laughs> prayer, the prayer of the lips, which is a simple recitation still external to the practitioner. Second is the focus prayer, when, quote, the mind is focused upon the words, um, speaking them as if they were our own. And then the third prayer is the prayer of the heart itself, when the prayer is no longer something we do, but who we are. Um, and I like this level-based approach, um, but I'm very, like, suspicious of the the focus on sincerity and, like, wanting it enough, Mm -hmm. um, or, like, the focus on, well, maybe the focus isn't on belief, maybe in this case it is about just practice, because it's just supposed to be a, a prayer that you're just, like, reciting constantly, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, well, so in one sense, it does sound very much like just like a mantra meditation, um, which I'm not trying to like gatekeep or, 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 or <laughs> like otherize an entire like tradition of prayer, but it seems like that is somewhat different from like a petitionary mm-hmm. um, or like other focused sort of prayer. Um, but the sincerity part is interesting. It reminds me of the sort of like 
like is god it's not like a formal paradox of any kind but um there's a sort of like paradox in sincerity where like the more you you want to be sincere (laughs) the harder it it is um Mm -hmm. to like actually enact that Mm -hmm. um yeah what what trips you up about that about the sincerity feature of that i guess like when i really think about it i guess it's just like my own selfish like grumpiness about it grumpiness isn't the right word but just like i think that just like broadly religion should like leave room for doubt a little bit because i think it's just like realistic Mm -hmm. um and i don't know a lot about judaism but i feel like this is sort of like there's more of like a skepticism Mm -hmm. allowed than in christianity um which i think is good and i think like the jesus prayer feels very much just like for example like level two the focused prayer when the mind is focused on the words speaking them as if they were our own what is that like weird turn of phrase speaking them as if they were our own yeah i guess it's because the mind is speaking it and not the the lips but like is not yeah do you see what I mean? Like, it just, that just feels very, something about that is very suspicious it just to beca- me. It just becomes over-sincere or something like that, or attack, trying too hard to be sincere. Well, how, what is, like, the separation of, like, the mind is speaking them as if the words are our own? How are the words not our own? Oh, I see. Um, if the mind is speaking them. Well, Maybe because, I'm, like, getting hung up on this. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess my only thought is, like, you, well, the, the speaker didn't write the prayer originally and maybe the thought is when you are speaking them as though they're your own you're saying it as though they're words that you came up with rather than some prayer that you're reciting by sure but then like that i mean yes i guess that is what it's getting at but that just like betrays like something about that just feels wrong to me i think like the emphasis on like originality or like sincerity Mm. is not god should be conceptualized or like how yeah i don't know i don't know why it bothers me so much but something just hate eastern orthodox i know i was as i was saying this i was like oh no No, i think i hate eastern i like i like it in theory because i like meditation but I don't think, like, my meditation is, like, better than other people's. Like, if it's, like, because I'm, like, oh, I'm so sincere. Like, uh, you guys don't I even see. know how okay. sincere I, I am see. right now. Yeah. I'm so much closer to God because I meet, like, it just feels. And maybe, like, social media has just, like, ruined my brain. But it just, like, the emphasis on, like, the performance of sincerity. Even though it's not emphasizing performance. Because it's supposed to be an internal prayer. Yeah. Just something about it yeah no i i agree and i feel like that i feel that that tension too i mean even talking about it like you know saying you know it's, it sounds so like oh i'm so holy like i say i say prayers when i'm sad and can't do anything about it like it suddenly like the sincerity of of that starts to um evaporate slightly in in like thinking about it too um mm-hmm. yeah too too literally or i don't know too too earnestly um but i mean i think that is just like the that's like the the nature of of the struggle of what you're doing is trying to you know be sincere while not intending it too hard or something yeah 
Yeah. Or, and I think sort of like to go back to that, like the, the tension too between like wanting to like dictate how things should be changed and like give a petitionary prayer and then like on the other hand let go and let god <laughs> you know yeah. like it just ugh, never mind i don't know what i'm trying to get at but it just all feels like complex and ambiguous and it makes me not like have doubts necessarily but like i want to acknowledge that things are like complicated and ambiguous yeah and not just be like i'm so sincere right if that makes sense no that makes sense yeah yeah it's just a well it's a difficult uh um paradox or something like it I want to be gatekeepy with the word paradox of course yeah but it's something like that <laughs> that's your really... one usage of it yeah <laughs> or i guess not i think you've already said it but yeah. that's okay yeah now we're cutting it now off we're cutting it no know? more yeah we have to save it um yeah okay well the other reason i've been thinking about sincerity so much is because i just finished writing this chapter on these teens mostly on tiktoks or i guess on tiktoks um anyway i've been writing this chapter about these teens on tiktok sort of using the app as a way to like perform their devotion and like quote-unquote manifest things um so it'll be like oh i've i've been focusing so much on my goals that i've like brought them into being by they, my thought are they alone Christian or are this just no, no <laughs> i mean i'm sure some of them are christian i yeah. mean in the the american sense <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. um but no it's it's definitely not explicitly christian it's just it's all sorts of people uh i guess um but something that i found like paradoxical <laughs> no <laughs> uh something i found like weird about this is it just seems like a a kind of like uh, like kind of self-fulfilling not self-fulfilling oh okay like self-focus um are you trying to say that they're very like self-serving no i'm trying to say that well because it's on tiktok but also because of just like the format of it it's like something that can like necessarily never end and it's just like re- reiterative but i can't think of the word i'm trying to think of like self perpetuating perpetuating yes okay. thank you uh-huh. jeez louise um yeah and the thing about these girls mostly on tiktok like engaging with this type of logic is it just like is a logic that perpetuates itself so like mm. a, a belief creates more belief and like so on and so forth and could you give me an example yeah that's a great question so um there's this one woman i really like named zozo shumba shout out zozo <laughs> and she <laughs> will do visualizations about i don't know just like you know close your eyes and imagine that you are there's like a golden stream of light flowing out of your chest and like dousing the world in love and then it's like flowing back to you Mm -hmm. um that's not a good example i just like that video i guess but i think (laughs) a better example would be just like 
you're supposed to focus on something you like really really desire and while like listening to this tone Mm. that's playing on a loop and this is supposed to like bring the thing you desire into existence okay very popular uh things to like meditate on or pray for it's like like, prosperity gospel but without the gospel yes exactly it's exactly that um People really love to, like, pray for boyfriends and girlfriends. Yeah, um, I do that all the time. My yeah, hot, my, my hot yeah, wife. Like, my hot wife, yeah. yeah she's out there. <laughs> she's out there. I'm praying for her right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to listen to this I do this have to TikTok, listen to the tone. And then she'll, yeah. she'll come about. Um, right. And sort of, like, the thing I find pernicious about it, this type of logic, is that the fantasy is always, like, an outside to mediation. Like, it's always, like oh, I'm dreaming of a time where, like, all my desires are in my clutches and I won't, like, have to desire anymore. Mm. But the only way you can, like, prove that you're worthy of this is to, like, continue to engage in this, like, future thinking logic. That's really... That sounds like the most damaging thing you could do to yourself is thinking this way. Yeah. But then... (laughs) But is that not, like... So sometimes, though, that's how I feel, like, when I'm thinking about, like... Dear God, in the future, I want to be cool. I don't know. Or, yeah. like, you, you want your hot wife. Right. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> don't yeah. use his name in right, vain. That's no. true. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, I was asking him. Um, oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, maybe the solution would be to, to, to not do that. I don't know. Well, like, I think, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I made the the connection to prosperity gospel because it sounds like, like the, I think, you know, older traditions in Christianity don't want you to be praying constantly. I mean, you are allowed to pray for yourself, but it's not like, dear God, please give me a hot wife and and all the riches in the land. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, I guess, not a very, like, virtuous way of, 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 you know, of praying. Um, Sure. And I think that sounds like... Or at least it wouldn't be traditionally conceived as a virtuous way of praying. And it sounds like this is just kind of like that. Um, but weirdly stripped of, of the, like, petitionary right. other. But similar to the, the prosperity gospel, then, like, the people who are the most successful at this, like, on TikTok, uh, a place in which, like, success is measured in terms of, like, following and views, are the people who are, like, most convincing in their belief and like purport mm. to believe it the most yeah which is is what i write about as being similar to prosperity gospel where it's like oh look god has smiled upon me and right. this is why i'm so right successful um i feel like that's a weird tangent but well i guess it's another it's 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 a way that petitionary prayer could go wrong as practice even you know because i think earlier i had I made like the distinction between the the prayer as like a as an actual communication or an attempt at communication and then as like the practice for the praying subject Mm -hmm. and this sounds like a way that (laughs) the practice for the praying subject might be um you know might might go awry yeah yeah or do you not wish to judge them I don't know. I kind of wish to not judge them because I'm so virtuous, but right, right. Well, it's yeah, hard. Right, yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, know? you know? You call, I call them as I see them. Yeah, right. What are you going yeah, right. to do? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
but I think that I can't really like hate on them if you will for like wishing for this outside to mediation because I do think this is the argument I'm about to put forth that an outside to mediation is like the point of prayer or maybe not mediation what do you mean an outside to it I guess I've been thinking about like heaven and salvation as a an outside to mediation if you and by mediation I just mean like living <laughs> or okay. just like um yeah. I don't know like do you mean it's some sort of transcendence I guess mediation isn't really the right word to use I've been using it with TikTok because um it you is, know it is a medium yeah it isn't yeah. you're mediating your experience but I guess I sort of mean like meditation or like prayer kind of feels like it's trying to get like outside of time maybe not prayer so much as meditation but then i've been thinking about like heaven as an outside to i mean obviously heaven is like ugh, what comes after material existence or whatever mm-hmm. yeah so maybe so so the reason i've been thinking about mediation is because you know on tiktok you're mediating your experience but it also reminded me of on the Stanford Encyclopedia page for petitionary prayer, they talk about one of the the considerations for like, what is petitionary prayer doing? One of the considerations is that God is like a timeless being who experiences like all of time at once, Um, which is why maybe prayer doesn't change things or like whatever we've already discussed how it does for sure but (laughs) we're the authority now but um the you know the question of like well if god already knows what's going to happen blah 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 and so i've been trying to think about how contemplative prayer or just like thinking about god sort of like in the more abstract sense without like actually asking for things so that and mediation sort of feels like practice or like an attempt to get outside of time like that hmm. yeah you know um and so then and i think that fits because when you think about like the afterlife or heaven if you will you're sort of one is sort of imagining like an eternal like one time like that's yeah. what it, it yeah is. it's transcend it's transcendent it's a you know above the sort of like material ordering of like causes and time mm-hmm. yeah so the contention is that the something about that form of prayer is is still grasping at that yeah i think in any maybe it's not even just any form of prayer but just like any interaction with like what we imagine or like conceive of as like god or yeah. the divine is trying to like gesture at that or like yeah yeah get at it um even if it's as bass as as like humming a note and hoping for for a hot wife i think that's actually the purest form of it okay yeah all right yeah yeah. wow (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you can rest easy nice (laughs) yeah you don't have to tell me twice yeah (laughs) um yeah and 
I think maybe this is a good way to lead into the most based philosopher. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, say yeah, philosopher yeah. of all, Simone Weil, right. also known as Simone Wheel. Wheel. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. We pronounce her name right on this podcast. Good. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she has this really great essay about attention um, called Refre- Reflections on the Right Use of School Studies with a View to the Love of God. Um, and so she, I mean, to sum it up, basically, she says it's good to do math problems that are really hard and require your attention because when you're like attending to something with a lot of focus you're preparing yourself to like experience god's love and like eternal forgiveness and you're just sort of like practicing your attention and it will help you like notice things about god more right um and i think that also relates to what you we're saying about like praying in cases where you can't do anything about it and all you can do is just like attend yeah yeah i think that's i when i read that essay i i found it really compelling for that reason um i think the first reason i found it compelling was because it um sort of like identifies the divine with that kind of sacred attention Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that is, you know, if anything has, has remained with me from, from the days when I was more, um, like religiously inclined, it's that I did feel some sort of connection to that, to that, you know, uh, sacred attention. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think she articulates it in a really, in a powerful way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny the, like the math problem example, um, cause it's such, it's like cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah i think that is like the the sort of unifying feature of like meditation and prayer and and doing math problems is that kind of is that attention yeah and i think the other thing that she focuses on cuz cuz she's talking Simone Weil is talking about attention but she's not focused on sincerity Hmm. as much as the Jesus prayer. So I'll read this passage. Um, So first she says, attention consists of suspending our thought, leaving it detached, empty, and ready to be penetrated by the object. Um, But then she says, our thoughts should be in relation to all particular and already formulated thoughts as a man on a mountain who, as he looks forward, sees also below him without actually looking at them, a great many forests and plains. And so this, I kind of like this idea of like an unfocused, Mm -hmm. or like it is a focused attention, but it's not like a demanding attention. Right. Um, Yeah, it's like an attention as fertile ground. Yeah, and she says... I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. She says, uh, the solution of a geometry problem does not in itself constitute a precious gift, but the same law applies to it because it is the image of something precious. Being a little fragment of particular truth, it is a pure image of the unique, eternal, and living capital T truth, the very capital T truth, that once in a human voice declared, I am the truth. <laughs> I like that. That's, yeah, it's very like, 
very uh, pl- uh, platonic actually is yeah, like the, the perfect cube or it, whatever yeah yeah <laughs> it's just the, yeah there's god imagines that the perfect triangle and, and you get to see a little bit of that by doing <laughs> focusing your attention on your on oh that's self. so sweet it, it, it is I very love sweet that. yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. um so, so i guess my point is she's right no yeah, right <laughs> No, I think so. I think, like, I guess, and, and this is sort of where I've landed, at least in my own case, um, which is that, like, if there's, if, if praying is anything at all, it is that kind of, that kind of attention and that sort of, like, attempt at, at um, I don't know, unifying your intention with some sort of, you know, transcendent something, mm-hmm. and, and that practice is good Mm -hmm. um and i think it's good intent when when you're intending that with others in mind too which is i think why what my own view is as like the distinction from you know just normal standard like transcendental meditation might be Mm -hmm. um yeah where have you landed with that i'm curious yeah i think i well, I'm thinking about Lent again <laughs> and what my, my Lenten Good. practice will be because yeah. I have been meditating already, although not doing a great job, but I think I will maybe try to renew my meditation, but with a focus, like instead of doing a generic mantra or whatever, I think I'm going to try to like focus on one aspect of like god or faith that i find sort of like thorny Hmm. you know um like oh this is gonna sound so self-obsessed so i apologize in advance but i want to like meditate on like um like god's love for me you know because i think this is something i have a very hard time like wrapping my mind around i'm like well how could it be that like there is a a god who can like love us all individually Mm -hmm. as like individuals so I think I want to like think about that more because I think that is good well ugh, okay I'm gonna have to good. go yeah I think it's good but I'm yeah. gonna have to go on a tangent to say that I was like thinking about this the other day while I was meditating and then after I noticed that like every time I saw like oh, this is gonna sound so silly <laughs> but like a bird or like a lizard fell out of a tree and I found this very like shocking but I was like wow god is real <laughs> you know like wait was the lizard injured no he was okay okay he just he got up it wasn't a very tall tree it was a tiny palm tree okay um and he had just climbed up there yeah. flung himself down yeah. right in front of me and I found this like amazing and yeah I was like wow yeah god loves me so much that i get that he to gave see you a lizard. lizards yeah. falling from the trees you know and so i think that th- this is an instance where like this is a very like self-centered type of prayer but i think it would be good for me yeah i think it well and kind of you know circling back to what i said earlier i need to stop saying that i've been <laughs> brain poisoned yeah by jobs yeah but um you know i think that it isn't entirely self-focused because you do sort of like ready yourself for goodness to others mm-hmm. by offering yourself that kind of that kind of like actual kindness mm-hmm. um, yeah and then I think ooh, I'll say maybe once or twice a week I don't know I'll work out the details of my, <laughs> my Lenten promise I would like to 
make an effort to pray in a more structured way, like an mm. other focused yeah. structured way to just like get back into the practice. Cause I used to be, as I said, really obsessed with it, but not so much lately. Yeah. But that way I can, if I go in and I tell myself that the focus is other focused, maybe this will be, it won't feel like so selfish, you know? Yeah. Especially if I'm already meditating on how much God loves me, which yeah. feels very yeah. indulgent, you know? I, yeah, I guess. You know, <laughs> all right, t- teaser for maybe a, a different episode, but I think there's a really important distinction to be made between like something like meditating on God's love for you and um, the sort of like, the, the vanity of self-care as like a social media oh, phenomenon big time. and I think well yeah and I want to say that your that whatever self and whatever indulgence you think that the like thinking about God's love for you is I think is so far removed from like the actual indulgence of the, the um, contemporary like view on self-care mm-hmm. that it's not even like it's not even in the realm of concern well I actually think they are a little bit related Okay. Tune in next week <laughs> yeah. to find out how. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll have to think about that more. Yeah. That's going to be a... Yeah, what's the top? Anyway, we'll yeah. work it yeah, out. Yeah, we'll later. work it out, yeah. We're not going to have our, our podcast planning meeting while we're <laughs> uh, recording. Yeah. <laughs> right. That would be ridiculous, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, do you have any more thoughts on prayer, though? No, I just think um, I like where we where we've landed with it. I think it's a very it's a beautiful view. Are you gonna meditate on God's love for you? I th- I'll meditate on something. I don't. I don't like to. I, I I like to keep it kind of you know traditional. I guess mm. in, in the sense where I try, I try not to think of anything. Head empty. Head yeah. No head all thoughts. No head empty thoughts. thoughts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Shout yeah. out. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course on my hot wife um, oh and your yeah, hot wife my hot wife yeah, yeah. Cool. nice all right well see you in heaven see you in heaven <laughs>